It's time for the best sports talk on the web. Absolutely. Around the Spectrum Live with your host, Tim T. Money Miller. Baby, yes. It's not just your average sports show. What? It's the sports show with updates, commentary, fantasy advice, and special guest experts. For the listeners. By the listeners. Cool. Now, now, here is the host of Around the Spectrum Live, Tim T. Money Miller. Listeners, welcome back to Around the Spectrum Live. Got a special treat for you today. I am being joined by a three-time Major League Baseball All-Star as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies, a World Series champion with the 1997 Florida Marlins, and one of the greatest catchers of the 80s and the 90s. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Darren Dalton. Welcome to Around the Spectrum Live. Thanks, Tim. How are you doing now? I'm doing very good. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks. All right, we're going to go and talk a little bit about your career and then talk a little bit about current baseball topics and what is going on in your life currently uh, with your baseball camps and your talent showcases. So let's right. pick it right off. with uh, Let's talk about your career in Major League Baseball. Why, why did you choose the position of catcher? Uh, uh, the tools of ignorance, I think I got stuck with that. Uh, actually, uh, I, I have an older brother, and uh, my dad was a baseball coach when I, we were growing up. And uh, my brother was playing in a league. I was actually a year too young, and I, I wanted to play on the team. And my dad said, well, the only, only way you're going to play is if you catch because we don't have a catcher. And so that, that's kind of how it got started. Uh-huh. Seems like a more difficult position to play. Did, you, did it come easy to you in the beginning, or did you feel like you wanted to play a different position? Uh, actually, it, it, it kind of it kind of fit. Um, you know, I, again at the time that was the only choice that I really had. But uh, as I got older, and we were playing double headers, uh, if if there was a chance for me to catch a blow, I'd catch the first game and and maybe play shortstop the second game. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I, I grew up a catcher and, and remained a catcher my whole life. Catcher is, uh, is looked at as one of the more weaker positions, especially currently now in baseball, and you coming in were one of the top-tier catchers. Drafted in the 1980 draft, were the Philadelphia Phillies one of the teams you wanted to play for? Not really, no. I, I, it, at the time, it really didn't matter, but I was born and raised in a little town in Kansas, and uh, so therefore I, I was getting more scouts in that area from the, from the clubs, like Kansas City and St. Louis and, and uh, the, the, the teams around there. So... Uh, uh, you know, it was there were some Philly scouts around that area, but I, at the time, it really didn't matter. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, a Cincinnati Reds fan, and uh, so you know, if I, I would think at the time, I would have probably went uh, and wanted to do what Johnny Bench was doing in Cincinnati. But uh, uh, subsequently, as it came, I, I was drafted by the Phillies. Uh, even though you didn't think you were going to go to the Phillies, you still had some magical moments, and seemed like you enjoyed your tenure there especially in the 1993, that magical season. What was the magic surrounding that 93 National League champion Phillies team? Well, I, I just think the, the group of guys that we had, uh, you know, was, was a great fit. You know, in 92, we had, we had a pretty good infrastructure there uh, with Dykstra, Kruk, and, and myself, and Hollins, and, and they went out and picked up some free agents that, that winter. And it, everything just kind of gelled. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think the, the thing that was so magical about it was that uh, it was kind of a blue-collar club. And Philadelphia is obviously a blue-collar town. And, and therefore, everything just gelled. And it was like catching lightning in a bottle. And then uh, before we knew it, uh, everybody in the country was kind of 
watching us uh, on a daily basis because I think everybody in the country could reflect a, one player or another on the team. And, uh, you know, if you remember, we had quite a few characters, and, and I think that we pretty much represented what was out in society, and that, that was uh, the, the way we caught the magic. You know, that 93 team really uh, emphasized the common man, the common player on that team. And being from the Philadelphia area, it was really magical be, to be around that situation. Now, you also had a m- bigger memorable moment in 1997. What was more mem- memorable for you, the 93 Phillies team or winning the World Series in 97 with the Florida Marlins? Well, um, you know, it, 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 as a Major League Baseball player, you, you make your money and, and – some guys set goals to make. I, I was never a goal setter, but uh, you, you you go through and, and accumulate your accolades that you want to achieve during your career. Uh, but one thing that everybody wants to win is a ring. And uh, I, fortunately for me, I was traded to a team. We were able to win that. But uh, I would say that my heart's still in Philadelphia. If, if, if I could trade it in for a, a ring with a P on it, I would definitely do it. But uh, that's not taking anything away from the the Marlins and their organization because they've got a great organization and and uh, you couldn't have wrote a better script for me that year. But uh, you know I played my whole career with Philadelphia, so that, that's kind of where my heart lies. Yeah, you played about six over a little over 16 years with the Phillies and then ended up going to the '97 World Series Marlins team. And World Series is the mecca of Major League Baseball. If you're not in it to go to the series, and your goals are your goals are your goals are goals are. Uh, um, also, along the lines of being World Series champion, being part of the 93 team, you were also elected to the All-Star team three different times, 1992, 1993, and 1995. How honored were you to be elected to the All-Star Games, and what were those festivities like? Oh, it was it was great. Uh, you know, that's, that's another thing that uh, a lot of guys want to try to achieve during their career. Uh, actually, in 94, I was probably having my best year. Uh, right before the break, and and uh, wasn't able to make that All-Star team, but because um, I, I got hurt, I uh, broke my collarbone right before the the deadline there. But um, it's fun. It you know it's it's uh, it's an opportunity that that not everybody gets to to, to be a part of. And uh, you know I I, I I I just remember going to the games. Or, you know you you want to win them, but. There wasn't that much focus on winning the game. It was more of a, a, a mixture of the camaraderie with the other all-star players on both sides and, and the fans as well. And it, it, I, I thought it was more of an entertainment venue and uh, not so much as trying to win the ball game because you're, you're with your peers and uh, it, it's an opportunity for all the, the best players in the league, in both leagues, to uh, spend some time together. And, and enjoy it with the fans, and that, that's what I enjoyed about it the most. Yeah, you don't usually get to interact with the players from all the other teams, so getting that sure. aspect into the game, bringing all the other all the teams, National League, American League, you finally get a chance to pretty much relax, enjoy a game, and enjoy sure. being around the people you don't get to see all the time. Yeah. Uh, what am I doesn't count. You know, it doesn't count on your record, so I, you know, <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it from that aspect. I, I I really didn't care whether we won or lost the game. Yeah, the pressure was off at that point when you went to the All Star right. game. Right. I got uh, a listener question. A listener sent in a question for you. Where did you get the nickname Dutch from? Ah, I get that all the time. I actually got it uh, earlier in my career in the minor leagues, and uh, not quite sure how it happened, but it, it, it stuck with me and uh, uh, remained. And to this day, you know, I, and that's kind of how I'm identified, especially in Philadelphia. And it's, uh, it, I actually like it better than I do Darren. So 
you know, if somebody calls me Darren when I'm I'm at a game or something, I'm, it's obviously somebody who really doesn't know me. So the first thing I think, being from the Philadelphia area, anytime I hear the word Dutch, it's Darren Dalton. It immediately just pops into my head. So it, you're right. known as Dutch from the Philadelphia area, so it really did right. stick. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about current baseball, what's going on in Major League Baseball. Just talked about the All-Star game. We saw we see some good core of catchers currently in Major League Baseball, guys like Brian McCann, the Russell Martins, Victor Martinez. Is. What current catcher reminds you of the way you played? Oh, heck, um, heck, there's, there's, I can't really put a finger on any one of them, um, but there, there are some good catchers out there now. I, I, I like the McCann guy. Uh, he's, he's more of an offensive player. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I get this question a lot as far as uh, what, what you would try to emulate. I, you know, if, if I had to pick uh, as a uh, general manager of a team, I, I would try to pick a catcher that is a guy that can run your staff and run your club on the field. And if he can hit, that's a plus. But, uh, you know, I like the guys that are able to handle the staff back there and take control of the ball game. And I just think it makes everybody else's job easier. Absolutely. And talking about McCann, he's got the great power, great hitting numbers, like you said. Not, he's good with the, with the pitching rotation. He's good with defense. But I think offensively he looks a lot like you. I don't know how much about the defense, yeah. though. I thought you were a better defender, better with the pitching rotation, like you said, than McCann. But every time I see McCann, I see a little bit of when he bats of, of you as well. Right, uh, right. Yeah, stay, plus he's left-handed. Yeah, plus he's left-handed. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Um, sticking with the National League East, uh, there's a race going on currently. The Marlins are currently a half game up on the Philadelphia Phillies. What is it going to take for one of those two teams or any other team in that division to win that division? Well, I, number one, it's early. And, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of talent right now. I think you're going to see the maturity come out in, throughout the season. Obviously, injuries are going to come into play. And uh, if, if the team that stays healthy is normally the one that lasts the longest. And, uh, you know, it's hard to replace the, the guys that you get injured, uh, especially your pitching staff. Uh, but, uh, you know, when, once you get down the stretch and, and everybody looks at where they're at in the standings and, and what they need to pick up uh, before the trade deadline, uh it, I, I would say that if somebody can pick up an arm down there, if, if you get the opportunity to pick up an ace, uh, those, that's going to make the difference because it, it always seems to come down to pitching. Right, absolutely. It has to come down to pitching, and you talked about keeping that rotation healthy as we've seen the Phillies do it so far this season. You've seen the uh, Braves losing John Smoltz, Mike Hampton. You've also seen the Mets lose Pedro Martinez. It's going to hurt them down the line. They're going to get those guys healthy, but they have to keep them healthy down the stretch. Because all these sure. teams can go, go streaky, as we saw the Phillies at the end of last season, and the Mets are definitely looking to rebound after the disgrace that happened to them at the end of last year. So there's oh, definitely yeah. going to be a big run at the end with the rotations. You got to keep all those pitchers healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And NL East is it, it's knotted up. It's, there, there's some good talent there. You know, it's it's going to be this will be fun to watch. I'm actually looking forward to this. Do you believe the Marlins are overachieving, and do you believe that they're going to be able to hold on t- till the end of the season? Well, I, I don't think anybody overachieves. overachieves. Uh, you know, they, they've got uh, all their cylinders clicking right now. The, the thing that comes into play is they're, they're a young ball club and uh, how they're going to be able to do this down the stretch. Because, it, you know, once you get around the league, once your pitching staff gets around the league a couple of times, they start pitching everybody differently. 
and you start figuring out how the other players are hitting you and, and playing you defensively and whatnot, and there's probably a little more strategy going to be involved as you get down the stretch. So, uh, again, it, it, it's probably going to come down to the, the, the pitching, how well that holds up, and the injuries. Absolutely. Now, the National League has a great core of all-star caliber players. You look at the Chase Utleys. You look at the Chipper Joneses. If you had to choose right now, who do you think would be the MVP of the National League for this season? Right now, I'm going to go with Chase Utley. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and that would be phenomenal right now if they could, if if they could, if Philadelphia could get three in a row. But uh, he's having a phenomenal year. If he stays healthy, I, I don't see him declining in any category whatsoever. Uh, this guy's. Uh, you know, there, there's talk about him possibly winning a triple crown at one time, and uh, he, he has the talent to do it. Uh, so I, if I had to pick a guy right now, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies and Chase Utley. You know, I have to agree with that statement. Uh, going into last year, I thought Chase Utley had the numbers until he broke his hand being hit by pitch. I thought he was on his way to winning MVP last year, which was won by Jimmy Rollins. But I think he's, he's continually putting up the same numbers. He's very, very consistent. Hits for average, hits for power, a great defensive player. I don't think that there's a question he's going to he's going to be an MVP candidate as the season goes on. I think he has the best chance of winning it right now. Absolutely. Now, a big problem in Major League Baseball, not a huge problem, but people are taking it a little bit farther than I think they should. There's been some blown calls by umpires with the home run balls. Do you think that there is a place for instant replay in Major League Baseball? Sure, absolutely. Especially those home run calls, absolutely. No question. That, that's uh, that's a call that is easy to overcome, and uh, it doesn't take a long time to do it. Uh, all all somebody has to do is look at what we're looking at on TV, and uh, it, it might take uh, a minute out of out of the game time to to review this. But I, absolutely, I mean this that's the most important play in baseball other than the double play. But if somebody hits a home run, that's a run. And uh, there's a big difference between a run scored and a double. So, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely think that it, that's a, it's a very good possibility that might happen next year But from what I'm reading and, and hearing. But uh, no question, uh, that that's easy to review. There's, there's no problem there. Absolutely. You've got to make that call, right? And, and sure. everybody's saying that, uh, you know, it's going to take up too much time. How hard is it to have a guy sitting up top in the press boxes Calling down to the umpires, tell them whether it was fair or foul. You got to limit it to the home run, so you can't have every fair foul call. Take, that would take too much time. But the home run call has got to be made, and you have to make yeah, it. That's, that's simple, Tim. That's, that, that might take a minute. You know, I mean, if we're talking about slowing up the game to see to make the right decision for a minute, uh, I'm all for it, man, because that, that's a big play. And uh, it's interesting how we've been bombarded with these plays and these calls here the last couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, that's. That's something that can easily be corrected. Yeah, there's absolutely been a handful of calls that have affected the outcome of games. And going back and watching the tape and watching, you know, baseball tonight and seeing those blown calls, they are blatant. And since then, even the umpires come out and said, yes, we have missed those calls. So something that definitely needs to be fixed in Major League Baseball. Sure, sure. Uh, got another... I, I, don't think, I, I don't think you're burning any egos over that either. You know, mm-hmm. and the, especially on a play like that, I think the umpires want to get it right. Um it's, sometimes it's hard to see. You know, I, I'm, I, I don't think there's any umpire out there that's, that's trying to throw a game. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they would be all for it as well. Yes, I think they would be as well to get to make their job seem a little bit easier and make sure. them make the right call, not make them look bad as they have the last couple of weeks. 
Got another listener question for you. What are your thoughts on Philadelphia Phillies catcher Chris Coast? Don't I haven't seen him play that much. Uh, The times I've been up there, you know, he's he's a a role player, so I haven't seen him play that much. But uh, the only thing that I can go on is what what I've heard, and uh, he's he's very much a team player, and obviously his personal life and 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 what has transpired is uh, a movie to be written. Uh, but uh, I hear nothing but positive things about this guy. Yeah, he's a very strong character, a great story, 33-year-old rookie. His book, like you said, could, could turn into a movie. Um, good offensive, another good guy who does great with the rotation, but at this point in his career, I don't know if he's an everyday player. Right, and, and I don't think they're, you know, I, I don't think that anybody's trying to make him an everyday player, and, I, and you could probably ask him that, and, mm-hmm. and uh, if he were to get – get the opportunity to play that, uh, to, to play a position every day, you might get overexposed. I mean, I, I, you see that. You know, that just happens. Uh, that's why there's role players. But, uh, uh, you know, that anybody that's going to do whatever the, the organization asks of him, the, I, I want 25 of those guys. Right. Absolutely. Now, you've got a couple of events that are getting ready to come up, and I want to talk to you about them really quickly. Uh, you have a talent showcase taking place. How will this help high school athletes? Well, uh, we're, we're going to have some scouts come down, uh, college scouts as well as major league scouts. Uh, there'll be some from New York, Philadelphia. All the college scouts will be out there. Uh, we're, we're trying to get as many as we possibly can as well. But uh, this gives them an opportunity to show their skills, and uh, there's, there's going to be some people watching them. So uh, uh, I, I, if, if I had this opportunity when I was that age, uh, I would have jumped at it to be there. It's a huge opportunity for high school kids. It's going to take place at First Energy Ballpark in Lakewood, New Jersey, Saturday, August 2nd through Sunday, August 3rd, for athletes entering 9th through 12th grades. Now, you're also holding a baseball camp. What should the athletes going into that expect? Uh, 3rd through the 7th, uh, we're in uh, Stockton, and uh, uh, it's 1st through 12th grade. Uh, We're going to have uh, college coaches, high school coaches out there, Larry Christensen from the Phillies, Mitch Williams from the Phillies, uh, we're trying to get Pat Burrow, maybe Shane Victorino and Ryan Howard, some of the guys from the Phillies organization. Uh, obviously, they're they're going to be in their season, and uh, we do have a, an opportunity there where they have a day off. Um, I don't know how much time these guys are going to be able to spend if they can spend any at all, especially if they're going to be down the stretch and for you know vying for first place. Uh, they might not be able to show, but. Uh, I have spoken with a few of them, and they're going to try to come down, maybe sign some autographs for the kids, spend some time with them. But uh, as far as instruction, I don't know if that's going to happen with the, the parent ball club, but uh, we will have some, some uh, retired Phillies there, and uh, we're going to sign some autographs and give some instruction to the kids. Right. Again, that is going to take place at the Richard Stockton College in New Jersey, in Pomona, New Jersey, Sunday, August 3rd to Thursday, August 7th, for athletes entering first through second grade. First through twelfth grade, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More information for that at daltoncamps.com for both the talent showcase and the Darren Dalton baseball camp. Now, before I let you go, Darren, I have one more request from a listener. Uh, listener Ronnie would like. She is one of your biggest fans. She just wants you to say hi to her over the air. Her name is Ronnie. Ronnie, right on. How are you? Pleasure. Guts Dalton. I uh, hope hope to see you when I get back up north. All right. All right, Darren. Thank you for joining around Spectrum Thanks, Live man. today. Best of luck with the baseball camps and the talent showcase. Hopefully we can have you back on in the near future. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.